Welcome to The Flow. I am your podcast host, Doc Rock, the community manager here at Ecamm, along with my awesome co-host, Katie Fox. So excited to be here. Hi, Katie. Welcome to The hey, Flow. Doc. This is our second episode of The Flow. The first episode is out and in the wild, cruising on iTunes right now. It's kind of exciting. Super exciting. And I love today's topic because we're going to be talking about the future of podcasting. Where are we heading to? <laughs> I feel like I should have went and got a gigantic crystal ball or something of that nature. <laughs> that would have been really fun. We could have had, uh, we could maybe we got a graphics afterwards. We can be looking through the crystal ball. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, cool. We're talking about the future of podcasting. I do want to say a couple of things. First of all, thank you to all of the people that downloaded the inaugural episode. I the really first, appreciate that. <laughs> it's been super great. Again, folks, if you got this and you liked it, please drop a review. Reviews are very helpful for podcasts. If you are creating a podcast, remember to ask your people to drop reviews. Reviews really do help your podcast a lot. It's how the aggregators know who to show the podcast to. So yes, mm -hmm. if you enjoy a podcast, by all means, drop a review. But this has been super fun. It's exciting. And although not my first podcast, it's really cool to birth another podcast. And every time it's exciting, I don't know what it's like to have kids, but I want to say it's like having kids. <laughs> Except for, it I don't is. have to I was, pay for I this was through super college. excited. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was super exciting this morning. I was listening to my usual podcast selection. I'm like my top, you know, my top eight that I rotate through. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, our podcast is today. So I was able to search it and find it and screenshot it and harass all of you good people to make sure that you are subscribed and liked and leaving reviews. So it was exciting. And if you're new to this, it's a really fun experience. And it was so much easier than I thought it would be. It came together really quickly. So yeah, it's been great. Yeah. So remember on Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings, you mm -hmm. should find a new episode of The Flow in your podcast aggregator, whichever one you chose. And yep. if you happen to like seeing this live or you have questions about podcasts and you want to come and join us for the live taping, the live taping happens a week in advance at 12 p.m. Eastern for now until the clock changes. And then you can come <laughs> and hang out in a studio audience with the cool studio audience people who are hanging out mm -hmm. today. This is quite a Amazing. All right, gang. So let's get started with episode two. And my favorite thing to say, Katie, would you read the first point to the people at home? Where's podcasting headed in the future? I really like this question. It took me some thinking about this, but there are a couple that I have in my head right now that I think are going to make a big deal when it comes to podcasts. And one of the first one is the quality of podcasts, the content quality and the quality of podcasts is going up. And yeah. now this doesn't mean you need to run out and generate a fantastic podcasting studio. That's not necessarily the only thing related to quality. It is extremely helpful if you do, but it is not the most important thing. Uh, what is the most important thing is the quality of the content that's in the podcast. And so what happens is in the beginning, you just have podcasts where you could just kind of come and hang out and chill and sort of banter with your friends. And it was entertaining. Now that we're fighting against 2 million other podcasts, I don't think you have to do that anymore, right? I think now 
people are going to be looking for either entertainment or information and they're coming to you because they're looking to you as a provider of that type of stuff. So I think it is extremely important nowadays that you pull good quality content, take your time, write your yeah. stuff out in the beginning, have a show flow. If you will, you can deviate <laughs> from your show flow, but you should have a basics, right? Yep. Yeah. And I mean, really, again, this is the entire point of this show is to really get you thinking through the importance of planning it out in advance, having a workflow that works for what you're trying to accomplish. So, you know, with this show, again, you know, we're really trying to show the power of mixing together both video and audio, as well as text to be able to be picked up by search engines. You know, we're thinking through that, but always with a focus of the content first. So, you know, what is the content you want to share? What's the value you want to bring? And what's the best way to get that out to the most amount of people. When we're thinking about video podcasts, you know, that's just being able to extend out the audience past only podcast listeners into the world of YouTube, you know, likely other spaces that will trim up these video clips and be able to share them. So that matters more in many ways than how good your camera quality is, you know, whether or not you have splashy intro music or cool graphics, the actual value and the content that you're bringing is the most important part of any kind of live show or podcast or content that you're creating. I agree with that 100%. Now, the other point that I think is very important to the future of podcasting and something that I think those folks who are getting into this should probably take a look at, mm -hmm. podcasting as a marketing tool. Now, that sounds yeah. crazy, <laughs> but we're doing it. I mean, you watch, watch, <laughs> us, watch us people. This is how we do it. We are Ecamm. We create a amazing software. By we, I mean Ken and Glenn. <laughs> create an amazing <laughs> software that allows someone who wanted to say start a podcast to easily download Ecamm, set up mm -hmm. your scenes, invite your guests, and you're off to the races. Like very, yep. very simple. Now, we could spend a lot of time just writing Google ads or Facebook ads, and we could spend a lot of time just trying to show up in the Mac magazines or whatever, or yep. we could generate a podcast answering the frequently asked questions about mm -hmm. whatever your product is about, showing yep. how it works in lifestyles, talking to the users, finding various use case and scenarios and explaining that through a podcast. Fantastic marketing tool. There's a couple of my apps that I love. Day One has been doing this for a long time. I love the Day One journaling app and they yeah. use their podcast as a combination of community building, tech support and marketing the app. I mean, when I first downloaded the app, I wasn't sure if I was gonna go pro or not and I should just listen to the podcast and probably within about the third episode, I'm like, yep, I'm getting a pro version. And yep. way back in the day, Phil Lubick used to do a Evernote podcast back when I was a green elephant guy. And again, like I was all about the product from the podcast and you generated your community. And look at all these people hanging out in a live studio audience. Our studio audience is our community members. And then there's new people that are going to bump in and be like, hey, that Mr. Moderator guy is kind of cute. I want to hang out over here. <laughs> you know, like these people know what they're talking about and they help you. So rather than just yelling out in the street, like the old cough syrup salesperson, you know, circa 1920s, you can be a community member of your own community and talk about things and invite folks into the conversation, have bi-directional conversation, pod 
podcast is one of the best marketing tools out there after live video, yeah. of course. Well, and, and it's crazy because not only are you getting out in front of a much wider audience than you ever would have been able to with more traditional advertising and marketing tactics and platforms, but you have that immediate conversation and the immediate reaction and feedback from your customers, from your potential customers right here in the live chat. So, you know, we'll get immediate questions and feedback and pain points, all of that we'll be able to use to continue to build and grow our content. So not only are we making it easier for people on the other end who want to learn more about what this is like or whatever it is that you're sharing or teaching or talking about in your show, but you'll also figure out pretty quickly what's relevant and what's not relevant from your customers in a way that, you know, used to require case studies and a ton of time and effort and a lot of luck. <laughs> so now if you're, if you can be really clever about it and really strategic about it, you can get to know your customers really quickly, build those relationships, but you also can listen to them and hear what it is that they're struggling with or what it is that's important to them. I really think that in many ways, that's the future of marketing as well as the future of podcasting and certainly of video podcasting. That's very true. Very, very true. I really do love the concept of just sort of building a bi-directional conversation around your product using a podcast. It is one of yep. the best ways yeah. to do it. And it's fun. <laughs> there you go. So There's the really other part. Fun. Yes, it's fun. I do kind of appreciate that. So yeah, that's my two number one things is I think <laughs> imp improving the quality of your podcast helps. Yes, you can add more things to make it sound better and all of that. We've been reminded of this week, there is a fantastic tool called Crisp, which people can mm -hmm. use if you just want to like get better sound out of the microphone you already own. Crisp is yeah. extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. With um, a K, and, right? Yes, with a K. K-R-I-S-P. Makes me think <laughs> of British potato chips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, just again, having your content set up in a way and building a show flow, just adding yep. that little bit of polish. And this is something that Ecamm can help you out with, right? Using mm -hmm. us makes it so much easier to be polished out of the gate. You eliminate some of the hassle. I would love to hear what Mr. Camera Junkie Luis thought about editing the first show, the way we sent it to him as a video first versus audio. Yeah. Instantly, yep. When I edit audio only, I've done it thousands of times, it's different when you have something visual to work off of. And he could yep. delete the video part. But to me, it's easier to edit yeah. with the visual perspective as mm -hmm. long as your computer can swing that. Absolutely. Okay, let's get into the next question. <laughs> what trends are we seeing in podcasting right now? Oh, I like this. I like this is very, very, very good. Okay, so <laughs> let me talk about the first trend, I think. The future in podcasting, not dissimilar from video in general or even social media, is hyper niching. And I know people hate to hear that. I know people hate to hear that because they want to do seven things. I am a Swiss army nerd. I completely understand. You know, you open up the Swiss army knife. It's got all these various tools and things like that. My likes, my wants, my desires, my passions, they're like that. And it just comes with an ADD brain. However, people are coming to you for very, very particular thing, right? If all of a sudden the McDonald's started selling big screen TVs, I don't think any of us are going to buy a yellow and red clown logo TV. That's just not how it works. People are looking for <laughs> that hyper, hyper niche. I think it's time to drill it down. So here's yeah. a prime example. We're Ecamm Live. We could have made this podcast about a myriad of things, but we're making this podcast about podcasting, not about live streaming per se. 
even yep. though that's yeah. our primary focus, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. We're also forcing all of our live audience to hold all of their usual level of enthusiasm and questions about all things video and all things Ecamm fam and all the upcoming events that we have going on to other forums, other places, later times, because we do really want to be able to keep as focused as possible so that people who are discovering this podcast and joining us live in the future are going to be able to get the value that they want and get the check mark for the thing that they searched for, right? There's nothing more frustrating than searching for this specific dishwasher that I have is broken and getting like an interview with a plumber about the future of dishwashing, right? Like that, that's not going to solve that problem for you. So what we really want to try with this specific podcast and what we'd encourage everyone to embrace is really think through what those pain points are and what the goals are of your listeners, of your viewers, and make sure that you're hitting that. It's okay to go off a little bit here and there and, you know, add your personality and add those real authentic moments so people can get to know you better, but they are there to listen for a specific reason. And that can be entertainment. There's lots of amazing podcasts out there that are meant to be conversational and have debates and to be entertaining and or comedic. But if yours is about a set topic, then you should try to stick to that as best as you can. I'm sorry about my random acts of comedic. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you could have random acts of comedic. I keep thinking to my usual podcast lineup. There's one I listen to, hilarious comedy duo read obituaries out loud to each other, right? Super specific, meant to be really funny. And now they add like every single episode, there's, you know, an additional kind of weird, like death related topic or like weird things that they've added in, but they've stayed on topic, even though their topic is so incredibly specific, but they've built this really big audience and they've built this audience around it and people that come to listen. And again, theirs is totally entertainment, but they've found a topic and they've really niched down and they're doing really well as a result. It's like nothing anyone has heard before. You know, they have a very specific audience. So, you know, whether it's educational or it's fun, you know, pick your topic and your focus, figure out who your audience is and really, really stay to that. That's where we're going to be able to differentiate ourselves against the 2 million, the 3 million, the 5 million in the future, other podcasts that are out there. You know, it's funny you say that because you know that my secret love is TCO, which I'm pretty much not in their demographic, but hey, it's so good. And I watch two crime stuff <laughs> You're anyway reinventing. because yeah. I just like the process. I think I wanted to be a detective when I was a little kid. I don't know why Same. I really enjoy that. Same. So what's really amazing <laughs> is they're taking a topic that's really a lot to handle but they bring brevity to it and they bring brevity to it in a respectful way. It's like, hey, this we understand families are hurting. We understand victims are out there, but we want you to take a different look at it. And they've actually been able to help solve some unsolved crimes, which yep. I think is incredible that there's people... Yeah. Um, searching around. I recently discovered this thing called the Jane Doe Network or the Doe yeah. Network is properly what yeah. it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're able to find people through their podcast listeners of this genre that just exploded <laughs> on podcasts, which is true yeah. crime. Now, yes, there's a whole network and that other stuff, but the network doesn't allow the people to have conversation around it. All of these yeah. forums and communities and discords that are happening, these people yeah. are working together and they're helping out families get closure on situations and to me like it's chicken skin right not because it's scary but Mm -hmm. because it's endearing that people are able to help each other like that so that's one of the advantages of a hyper niche is you can build a community of like-minded people and oftentimes like-minded people can help move the needle there's a story back in the day where TiVo was getting themselves into some trouble 
not really realizing what they were doing because they were all over the map. And the community helped formulate what ended up being the product <laughs> that ran the game for a minute until we got video on demand. So, you know, it's very much so that just all of you guys hanging out in the Ecamm community, as you guys talk and you talk about things you want to see in the app, like just yesterday. So this is why Hypernisha can help as a creator. It lets you know what your audience wants and you might be able to add things to your product lineup and fix it. Or you guys as a total community can work together as a voice for whatever it is you're talking about, whether it's H yeah. Mesopotamian spin art or, you know, cycling, who knows, whatever you guys are into. Absolutely. Very cool. Okay. We got another part to this. I think that the second part of this, of where the future of podcasts is heading, and this is going to sound super cheeky people. I don't mean this to sound cheeky, but it is the truth. It's video podcasting. Or vodcasting. <laughs> I know this sounds weird as you're watching us record a vodcast or listening to what was taped in front of a live studio audience. I think the vodcast brings a whole nother element. Our whole first episode was why video podcasting. So we yep. cover that in detail already. But the reason <laughs> why I see this as a future, number one, I strongly believe this. And I'm going to keep saying it until it's real because that's how manifesting works. YouTube is going to make a podcast segment of their situation. And the yep. minute they do that, the faucet is open. You know, Black Friday, Walmart, VCR on sale for $10. Yeah, that's about to go down. <laughs> that, that I mean, and we're already seeing that anyway. You have platforms like Spotify, for example, that are adding on video podcasting and kind of going back to what you said last week. You know, you had this it, where it was very segmented out. You had video podcasts on this side and audio podcasts on this side. And then they kind of came together into this one space. And now we are seeing platforms starting to notice the value in video now that more and more of us have the right equipment and are doing more live streaming. I think you are going to start to see many more of these platforms say like, oh, shoot, like people do want to be able to consume content in this way. Or maybe they, for the most part, listen to the podcast audio only while they're driving or running or doing chores or whatever else. But they want to be able to tune in to a live studio audience or they want to be able to do these kind of video events, you know, more and more podcasters who are doing these, you know, instead of being out there on the road doing these kind of road shows or and events are doing these video experiences so that they're able to interact with their fans. I, I think you're going to continue to see more of that and you're going to see the platforms be it Spotify, YouTube, probably even Apple jumping into the space of really wanting to be able to embrace that and giving a space for video and for fans to be able to interact with video. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the video event side of this. I wanted to add yeah. that to my checklist, but I thought it might scare people. <laughs> and it shouldn't be scary. I just know that when I say things, it scares people because they think I'm going to make it expensive. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> um, it. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. I really agree with you. Okay, for instance, at Social Media Marketing World, when we had the Ecamm party, it would have yeah. been really cool had we you know, known that we were going to do this. We didn't even know we were going to do this back then to record a live studio taping of the flow with everyone there. And it yeah. would have just been fantastic. We had a lot of people in the room. There was a lot of energy and a dog. Yep. It was really cool. <laughs> it was fun. And we could have recorded the day version where everything was nice. And then we could have recorded the night version where we had amazing cocktail with the E printed on the top that I don't know what was in it, 
but it worked. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm going to leave yeah, it Yeah, yeah. You have platforms like Moment House, for example, that are really being very clever and they're partnering with a lot of these like very well-known, huge fan-based podcasts and podcasters and are creating these really amazing virtual experiences that were originally designed to help during the pandemic for podcasters who had like, an active tour schedule and weren't physically able to get out there on tour. But I think now you're starting to see and likely going forward a, a hybrid mix of that where you're going to have some podcasters that are going to hit the road and do kind of an in-person meet and greet with all of their fans and attend all these events, they're likely also still going to have that virtual aspect for fans who can't get there, who live in other countries and it's just too cumbersome, or to make it just feel really inclusive and special and inviting in a way that an in-person event may not be able to do due to budget or special guests, schedules, or a number of other things. So yeah, I think it's a really neat it opens up a ton of doors that if you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, I'm an audio only podcast, I haven't really thought about video, or maybe you're a streamer, but your podcast is separate and it's still audio only. I think that you don't necessarily need to fully jump into switching it all over to video podcast. You could start by doing video events for your community and for your listeners and see what they think about it and go from there. It at least gets you some of that video content and kind of your foot in the door. That is a brilliant transition way to do it. Like <laughs> basically do live streams <laughs> and, you know, live events or video rundowns. Like say you covered something in yeah. detail that required a visual aspect. You can generate a video tutorial yeah. to go with it. You can do after show parties in your discord or whatever. So yep. I like that. And speaking of transitions, okay, now we can make it <laughs> radio oriented. Let's get into our last point for today. All right. So, what can podcasters do to make sure that they're staying relevant? How do you stay relevant? Oh, this is such a good question. This is a good question, whether you're podcasting or not. <laughs> this one actually, <laughs> How can we all stay relevant? Yeah, it actually made me spark the old noggin a little bit. I think one of the most important things you can do is really know your content. I know that sounds obvious, but... <laughs> It is. Okay, so... It is, but you, it should, it's obvious for a reason, for sure. Yeah, it's obvious for a reason. Thank you for helping me find a way to say something that my brain just wasn't <laughs> going to catch on to. <laughs> Let me explain this in a nutshell. Anyone who's ever rolled up on a five-year-old and accidentally mentioned the word dinosaur or something dinosaur-related, you will get a 15-minute TED Talk about the Triceratops and the way that the Triceratops technically should have been the most dominant dinosaur, but T. Tyrannosaurus or T-Rex as they call it. I don't know why they call it Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's just T-Rex. But man, like literally a super long TED talk from a five-year-old about dinosaurs with a level of confidence as if they were Malcolm freaking Gladwell. So <laughs> the people who say I'm shy or I'm this or I'm that, go five-year-old again because you weren't fully understanding what that meant back then. So you were willing to tell anybody who would listen about race cars, fire engines, dinosaurs, or your dogs, your cats, your grandmother's house, Disneyland. Some people never grow out of it, Rob, looking at you. Yeah, so if you go back to your children, your nieces or nephews, anybody you can think of that's under the age of 10, and the level of confidence that they talk to you about whatever is their particular thing is that week. I believe Katie's is like eight and I'm sure she will have a full <laughs> TED talk with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. no problems. Like she would just sit down, mom, listen to this. And Katie's like, 
Okay. And she's crocheting okay, or yeah. knitting. <laughs> there's this <laughs> full on uh, Scarlet the TED Talk. <laughs> so thank you for coming. Yeah, exactly. And I think the what goes along with that too is the level of enthusiasm and passion. So, you know, think back to what you were most excited about when you were a kid and think to what you're most excited about right now. So that is the topic that your podcast should be about. That is the topic that you should be sharing is what excites you and what makes you passionate. So passionate that it overcomes some of that fear or the camera confidence challenges that you've been having or all of the reasons why you shouldn't or the reasons why not video, not yet. That level of passion should overcome that. So what's the thing that you're great at? What's the thing that you love to do? What do you want to talk about? What excites you? And if it's not a topic, maybe it's a co-host. Sometimes it's easier to do this kind of thing and be on with someone else to bounce ideas off of. Don't let the tech get in the way of you being able to do something fantastic. You know, if you can niche down to the specific thing that you're awesome at that makes what you're passionate about slightly different than everyone else, then, you know, taking it back, you've found that place. So double down on that. (laughs) Get excited about it. Yes. It's so funny, but it's a hundred percent true. Like that level of effervescence that comes out of you when you are on about something that you're on about. For me, it's Red Sox, the Raiders, Manchester United, (laughs) Japanese whiskey. Like, again, I have a whole bunch, but I like the concept of teaching people how to get out what they have stuck in them because yes, it is, you know, and for instance, for me in my neighborhood, I don't get to have lots of conversations with people about my love for Manchester United. Right. There's in America. We're not a very football round country. We're a football long country. And so everybody wants to talk about the Raiders. I'm wanting to talk about Manchester United. So on a podcast, I can generate that because it's global. Right. I can have that conversation. See, you know, you could be old video games. It can be something like an old small block Chevys, not just vintage cars or muscle cars. We're going to take it all the way to the small block Chevy. You can go extremely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kathy Hester is currently doing all this content around a product called a Ninja Creamy. Family, this mm-hmm. is an ice cream making blend. <laughs> it is the season for this. <laughs> and not everybody want one. And I'm like, I can't believe she had me looking at that thing. And I'm like, I do not need that. I don't want that. <laughs> but I was invested. But you kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, Katie. Stop it. Before Katie makes me buy this ice cream machine, let me cover the next part about staying relevant to me. This is my thing. You can disagree with me. And that is kind of the thing I believe is to challenge the assumptions. Anybody who knows me really well knows I'm very good at this. And it's part of my critical thinking. I've labeled myself a critical thinker at some point. I've studied the process. I've looked into it on deeper scale. I believe that there is something really, really enlightening about challenging the assumptions. Now, challenging assumptions doesn't mean you have to go all out to try to negate things. It's just about to look at them on a deeper level. So, for instance, assumption is in order to make a podcast, you need to make a silent room with a couple of good mics and you can just talk. And my assumption is you should start with a video because it's so much easier. The level of interaction and just seeing your co-host as you're recording, as opposed to just listening to your co-host as a different level of excitement, even if you delete the video. So us creating a video first focus for podcasts, that is challenging the assumptions of what a podcast is, right? What does live streamers look like? Gamers who are really, really good at some first person shooter or, you know, Madden or whatever. No, live streaming is business people reaching out to help 
people. Like bring that, yeah. that you know me, my side helpful. The whole industry is talking about how do I generate a side hustle to make more money. And I'm out here talking about how to generate a side helpful to make more money. Help people, you make more money. It's super simple. Yeah. So challenging assumptions, regardless of what's going on in your industry, is a fantastic way to stay relevant. Absolutely. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right. Here's the last one. And I want everyone to listen to this one closely. One, it will warm my heart. B, you're never going to believe this is going to come out of my face. <laughs> and and uh, I was going to say B and three is one B One B three. <laughs> you know, you know it's, and the last point about this is I think you can use this to your advantage. Here we go. Let me, let me stretch for this one because it's going to be a good one. Regardless of your gear, I want you to treat your podcast show like it's being produced by NPR. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I don't care if you're starting in your bathroom with your iPhone. Believe it or not, in your car with the doors locked tight and the engine off is a fantastic audio booth. It is basically silent in there unless you have a really old car. Um I don't care where you're starting. Treat your show like you're running an NPR level show. If you're unfamiliar with an NPR level show is, go download one. Hidden Brain is one of my favorites. American Life. <laughs> this American Life, <laughs> right? Download one of these NPR shows and listen to it. Hear how they do it. And like, I'm just starting out. I don't know exactly how to do it, but model yourself like that. And here's what I mean by that. Many people will take up golf today and say, I want to model myself after Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholson or somebody famous, right? If you're going to take up cooking, you're going to follow one of your famous chefs that you like. And yep. it's the same thing. If you're going to take up podcasting, NPR is one of the best in the business. Ira Glass, come on, fam, right? Malcolm Gladwell, another one. I'm missing him twice a day. What's going on? I know. It's a Malcolm you Gladwell know, uh, Jad Abenrod, <laughs> you know, any of these people, listen to their podcast, hear how they do it, and treat yourself like that. Don't always start out with the, hey, I'm just beginning mentality because yeah. it's easy to stay there. Yep. You can be just beginning, but you don't have to treat yourself that way. You could treat yep. yourself like a thousand million folks are listening, right? So spend a little time on, again, your running show, a little bit of polish, you know, sign your guests up when your guests come on, give them the full red carpet treatment. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to accidentally get a humongous guest on your show. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, And they will say, Oh my God, you will not believe the level of intent this person had. And we were in the same place about the time, but I got a podcast invite or a live show invite from Evie, Evie Heineman, who's an ECAM member, and later mm -hmm. Kirk. Uh, Kirk, I say Nugget, it's Nugent. And <laughs> they sent this list of what they wanted to happen when you came to their show. And I was like, wow impressed. Yeah. And I mean, they nailed the experience and I couldn't agree more. And I was talking the other day about what brands are looking for, you know, as you're trying to get up and running with 
sponsorships or trying to partner with brands. Making people feel special is one of the top things that you can do, whether you're like a brand new podcaster or, you know, or you've been doing it for forever. Having that experience where they feel as though even if they've never been on an interview before, they feel safe. They feel like you made them look great. They feel like it's a piece of content that they would want to share with someone. You've made it really easy for them. All of these things are so important and not that hard to do. (laughs) It's not that hard to make people feel special. Again, get out of your mind, like all of the tech and overthinking the process and wanting some, you know, special form, all of that will come. Focus really instead on making that person feel like they are the most special person to you. It is the most important thing. It is the biggest deal. It's all of that that goes a really, really long way. And you're right. Like that really is what the NPR shows of the world are fantastic at is that they make it feel like it is an experience both for their listeners as well as you can hear it in how they bring guests on. There's a level of professionalism and confidence that some of it comes with time and some of it is just faked. They just put it on and believe in themselves and get there. So whether it's guests or by yourself, just make yourself feel special, make your guests feel special make your listeners and viewers feel special. Even if there's only two or three of them on, they showed up, make it feel like it's a huge party. So don't let those things get to you. It'll all come, but it'll come when you double down and believe in yourself and believe in the reason why you started. There are so many things that doing it cautiously is actually more dangerous than believing in the process and going at it. We famously have a rock here in Hawaii, in Waimea Bay, that, you know, tourists love to climb up there and think they're going to jump off like Acapulco. It's not that far. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a 20 foot drop. But (laughs) the people that get hurt are the ones that change their mind at the end. The ones that Mm -hmm. go up there and give them, as we say in Hawaii, we say give them. The ones that go up there and give them, jump off the rock, perfect every time the ones that hedge their bets belly flop back flop pain screaming somebody got to go get them out of the water so it's kind of like that podcasting is very much like that if you go into it knowing that you got this which you do and there's a lot of us here to help you i know a lot of people will remember this if you're a car person you're a car person so the car people remember this when you got your first bucket and I mean like real bucket, like you needed vice grips to roll down the windows, a little bit of tape to keep that side mirror just with that adjoint adeptness that you have. But to you, you might as well have been driving a Benzo. <laughs> that was your whip. I remember my first car was a 77 Pinto. It was school bus yellow and it was a Pinto. If you ran into the back of a Pinto, they would explode. But to me... <laughs> I might as well have been driving a Lamborghini, man. I would get out there and clean the mirrors and tires, like had the aerial just right, you know, put the little golf ball on the end so that you can find your car. Like all of the things, like I spent a lot of time babying that car because to me, it was everything. It was all the grass cutting and all the summer jobs and all of that, right? So treat your podcast like you did that first thing, whatever you were really into, whether it was your first car or your first dating experience, whatever it is, treat your podcast like that. It will grow a lot, lot better. It just does. Family, that was all that I had for this particular episode. Katie, you got any last parting words you'd like to hit the folks with? You can do it, which I feel like is our ending for every live stream and for the (laughs) podcast and for everything that we've been saying. I will just keep saying it over and over to all of you. If you want to do it, you can do it. There's lots of help. There's lots of support and resources. It's not like back in the day where you had to go to the library and get a bunch of books and spend an insane amount of time. You have 
a lot of people you can connect with. You have videos you can watch. You have tons of resources. You are able to do it. It's up to you. You know, it's a very good you say that. And if you're just starting out, perfect. Ride with us because then you can ride <laughs> with us the whole you. way. If we get yeah. lost, hey, you get lost. <laughs> if we find the magic palace or whatever, then you'll find the magic palace with us. So ride with <laughs> us. If you're thinking about it, start your podcast now. I have the trailer already in the old aggregator. I have the first mm -hmm. episode and this episode will come out next Tuesday, just in time for the next live recording. So you have time. Just go ahead and get it together. People come ride dirty with us. It's okay. Yep. We will all roll in there, smelly spinach in the teeth together, but somehow <laughs> we are going to get there. So I appreciate you high guys. High We'll be high fiving the whole way. <laughs> high fiving the whole way. I appreciate you guys for listening to this. If you are listening to this at the gym, in your car ride, in the shower, in the bathroom, wherever your podcast listening happens, I appreciate you for listening to this. Thank Again, you. Again, if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast aggregator. And don't forget, if you want to be part of the live experience, the live experience happens every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. That's mm -hmm. 6 a.m. Hawaiian. And <laughs> Come in, enjoy it while we're here live. The audience is going off. We're going to go tend to them and answer some questions. But you can also jump into our Facebook group or our Discord. In our Discord, we'll have a section for you to conversate with the rest of your podcasting brethren. So I appreciate everyone for being here. Katie, you make this so much easier than if I had to explain this by myself. And you know what's odd? Last week, I record my podcast right after, and then I do my live stream, and it's not the same. <laughs> oh, I'll have to come as a guest. You'll have to yeah. invite me on. <laughs> it's so much better when Katie is here. So I appreciate you guys. Thank everyone again. And that, my friend, is another wrapped up session of The Flow. Just a reminder, if you haven't already, you can find us at flow at ecamm.com. If you have anything you want to ask us or an episode you'd like to see us cover, you can email us at flow at ecamm.com. F-L-O-W at E-C-A-M-M. Dot com. And of course, if you're on a video version, scan this QR code and it will get you started. Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of The Flow. Thanks, feel everyone. Like we need to sing this one out. The Flow. <laughs> the Flow. <laughs> <laughs>